0: It is a challenge having the guests, right? Where I don't get to talk as much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's get real. I want to be able to talk more on this podcast.
0: This is Aaron May.
1: I'm John Henry Forster, and this is Awkward. Silence.
0: Silences. Right, Welcome to Awkward Silences, everyone, and you are in for a treat. It is a special episode. Today, we are doing a retrospective, retro for short, and I'm here with JH, and we have, true to form, a special guest, but not our traditional special guest. Today, we have Carrie Boyd, whose name you may recognize from our closing credits. She is our sound mixer, editor, behind-the-scenes talent, sourcing, blogging, the person who makes it all happen. So welcome, Carrie. Woohoo. I'm excited to be here. And hey, J.H., what's up?
1: Yeah, let's get better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's weird being yeah. on the other
0: side of the curtain. Yeah. All those moments were like, Carrie will take care of it. But now you're here, so I feel very exposed.
1: Well, she hears the recording anyways.
0: Yeah, I'll still take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, cool. So let's kick this off how all good retros are kicked off, which is to talk a little bit about what's been going well and not so well so far. We're 10-ish episodes in. We've got a couple more in the backlog that we're going to launch soon. Uh Jay, do you want to start on the what could be improved side or what's going well side?
1: Uh, I'll start with what's going well. I mean... Uh, I think the quality of guests we've been able to get so far has been great. It's been really cool to talk to people who are such experts in different fields, and I like actually feel like me personally, like I've learned from all these conversations. So um, I think that's been off to a good start. Do you agree or disagree?
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, voice of dissent. Terrible guess. <laughs> no, I think our guests have been great. I think uh, you know I feel super lucky that people have been willing to jump in and take a chance on our young endeavor and uh, lend their voice to what would be a completely different and probably much lamer uh, podcast without. So I think the the guests have been fantastic.
1: Cool. Do you have one? What's yeah? What's going well on your well, side?
0: I, I haven't prepared anything. This is all like off the cuff. So what do I think is going well in addition to our amazing guests? I think across a bunch of little things, we've just gotten like a little bit, better at doing this. So um, figuring out how to kind of dialogue more with our guests throughout versus monologue question, monologue question, I think has gotten a little bit better. Um, Kind of keeping things uh, tight, but organic at the same time. So I know in our intro episode, I said one thing I really was hoping would happen would be that, you know, the podcast wouldn't be too tactical and useful and forcefully like instructive, but more air on the side of inspiring and interesting and thought provoking. And I think we've had episodes that have been on different kind of ends of that spectrum. And I don't necessarily hold the conviction that I was right in the beginning with that um, preference, but, uh, I do think that we've done some of my favorite episodes have been, I think, a little on the meandering side and exploring ideas, but with experts who actually know what they're talking about and kind of keeping it to 30, 40 minutes. So at least the meandering is contained.
1: Nice. Yeah, I agree with all that. Uh, Carrie, any observations from behind the production board?
2: Behind the curtain? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been really cool to watch uh, the the episodes kind of evolve and change like depending on the guest. Um, I think that's been really interesting to see with like the amazing guests that we've had on. Um, they each kind of bring their own little flavor to the episode and can like change how you guys interact with them and how the episode goes, which has been really cool.
1: Cool. Um, Another thing I think is going well is um, maybe a little bit uh, of a low bar, but like we're doing it. (laughs) We've kept up with it. Um, It's, you know, it's none of our like core responsibilities. It is a lot of work and time. And I think the fact that we found ways to do it where it doesn't feel like a burden um, and it's been really fun still and we're keeping up with it and and being consistent is is not nothing, right? Like uh, just showing up sometimes and being consistent goes a long way in life. And I think um, we've got off to a good start uh, on this podcast. So that's been exciting for me.
0: Yeah, to piggyback off that, I think it's been a pretty cool opportunity for all of us to learn and to up level and things that are, you know, podcasting is a ton of fun. It's more fun than, I don't know, specking out stuff or making a spreadsheet or even editing text, which I've been doing for years and years and like doing. It's, it's new and it's, uh, it's just a lot. Of, there's a lot of skills related to podcasting that are completely different than anything I think all of us have ever done before. So it's just been a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, high marks for novelty for sure. Cool, uh, Aaron, Carrie, any other uh, things that are going well that we should tack to here?
0: I'm thinking that some more will probably come up as we as we go, um, yeah. and yeah. So let's move on to the other side.
1: Yeah, the side of the retro where where things start to pick up, where things um, get dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, I'm talking, so I'm gonna keep going. Um, for me, I feel. Ah, like we're a little in no man's land, in the sense of, uh, I'd, the note I wrote myself was, uh, like lots of riffs versus like more thoughtful seasons. I guess like I'm thinking very much about the podcast I like to listen to personally, and they're ones that are either like kind of insidery and, you know, banter heavy, like so mm-hmm. a sports podcast. Where it's just people kind of talking about the stories of the day and keeping up with stuff, stuff, and going off on tangents, and like those are fun to listen to because if you care about that topic, hearing people talk about it in a kind of like organic way, like a friend, you know, like the way you might talk to a UX person at a conference, like over a drink or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, those are just fun conversations if you care about a topic or are passionate about something. And then on the other side is like you know people who are doing like more like serialized, episodic, kind of like packaged content that like has a start mm-hmm. and an end which is like satisfying as well. So
0: yeah, um, yeah. those
1: are the ends in my mind. And I feel like those typically are the types of podcasts I listen to the most. Um, and I'm not really sure where we are on that spectrum and where we should be on that spectrum.
0: Got it. You listen to both types.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, and we'll get to this a little more. Maybe this will be a segue. I don't know. But we want to talk about getting feedback from anyone who happens to be listening to this or any other episodes. And I think... I have some opinions about what's going well and not, and I have a lot of questions, so I'm definitely craving some feedback from folks. So for instance, we have quantitative feedback. We know how many people are listening to it, millions, by the way, millions, and that's great. Uh, It's great that millions of people are listening to it and that more are listening to it all the time, which is certainly a signal that people are downloading it. Some of you are giving us five stars on iTunes. Two of you have left us reviews. Would love more of those. But really, uh, we've had a few people also write in and say it's fantastic, so that's great. That means a ton. Um, But I would love to know what people think. What do they like about it, not like about it, if they have a preference for kind of heading down one direction or the other that you presented, J.H.? So I'm just going to pitch that that for me that that has not been a strong – suit is kind of knowing what people think about it and uh, so I'll put that out there but then I will continue with my own thoughts which are I'm torn as always between on the one hand I think we should just experiment and try stuff like let's try doing some of the meandering storytelling chit chat stuff and then let's try some limited Edition series of five episodes or whatever. And again, I think if we want to do that, we have to have our feedback cycle in place to understand what's working and how we're going to judge what we, you know, which path we want to continue to go down and treat it as a kind of experiment. On the other hand, from a brand perspective, and certainly podcasting being top of the funnel in a sort of brand exercise, I also like the idea of just pick a thing and do it and commit to it. And then maybe after a period of time, if that isn't working, you reevaluate. But instead of being super just kind of tentative and experimental, really having the courage of your convictions. So with that being said, if I were to have the courage of my convictions, I think <laughs> I like the I like the chat. I like the back and forth dialogue with intelligent people geeking out on just the love of the craft. I think that's what I'm most drawn
1: to. So, yeah, I think, I think I echo all of what you just said in the sense of how to get feedback on a podcast has been like surprisingly difficult. Um, it is, it is funny. I always think of the analogy of like, if we were up on stage, you know, talking in front of a big group or something, you can kind of like see people's faces and like see if they're engaged or not. And, uh, like you mentioned, we're we're speaking to more people than I probably ever have <laughs> in any other format, and we don't have that feedback, which is really uh, really bizarre. So, um, yeah, maybe just a call to arms and asking people to send stuff up in is is one way. I think maybe we should even think about getting like you know very formal about it and do some like unmoderated uh, feedback type things where we like get <laughs> our target users. Have them listen to an episode or two, and then just like write feedback and send it to us, and like we we give them an incentive for doing so. Like maybe we should actually like uh, you know put a stake in the ground and, and try to solve that.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, we also have a list of folks who signed up to give us feedback in a survey we did, who are podcast listeners and who are willing to give that to us. So we have we have a captive audience. Should we choose to give them something to do?
1: But I, but I also agree, like, I like the chatty, like, people geeking outside, I think. Like, I, I, I've used the analogy already, but, like, you know, if you were at a UX research con- uh, conference and getting to hang out with people afterwards and getting to helicopter into a conversation and see what people, you know, what's what's top of mind, what problems are people facing, you know, what are they working on, what, you know, what's stuff they care about. Like, I think that's really fun. And I think if we can get to that, um, which I think is kind of what we've been close to, um, I like that as the kind of aspiration.
0: So, is there a way to thread the needle? Like, that's. Did everyone just start saying thread the needle like a year ago? I don't know. I feel like I'm hearing it all the time. I've been saying it a lot lately. So, so maybe I might be thinking. Yeah, a lot lately. We got to lionize the term. Um, So, okay. So, we're threading the needle and between the two ideas. Can you do that in terms of. uh, JH, I know you love a good gimmick. And (laughs) one potential gimmick is kind of the start with the same question or just the rapid fire questions, right? So the format is the same every time. Uh, if I'm a journalist and I'm interviewing people at a conference, you know, I maybe I have my go-to questions, my icebreakers, right? And then the conversation, of course, is different every time or why would you listen? But it's maybe a way to to organize, to, to make it feel like a kind of structured series on the one hand, right? Uh, you could even do different seasons where the question or the focus is different. That like list of two or three questions or whatever is different, but that the goal, the product you get out of it is a very conversational chatty one.
1: Yeah. 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 I, um, I actually think we've done a good job avoiding the like long drawn out intros of like, tell us Mm -hmm. for 10 minutes of like your whole career history, which um, no offense to other podcasts is not my favorite way to start. Um, that
0: was an iteration, right? I mean, yeah, the, yeah we've gotten the first better. Couple episodes, we we're like, we asked those questions and we're like, that's not interesting. Not yeah. to fault. Let's cut that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the idea of like, Hey, these are like the three kind of out there questions we always start with and maybe we, we rotate them every so often. I do kind of like that as a kind of like, to your point, a gimmick, um, I have a soft spot, but
0: not even, not even the intro, like, right. What if that's the whole thing? How many questions do you really need to, Once you get started, I think some of our best episodes have, uh, when we talked with Laura Klein, which was one of my favorites, we just did it all on the spot. Right. And we're like, we'd talked a little bit about, you know, we had a topic kind of in mind, but we really fleshed out, all right, what do we want to get into? And then just took it from there without a super developed outline or premeditated plan, which I like.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's fun. And I like the idea that I think maybe this aligns with it. Maybe it doesn't. But, uh, we could kind of take like our own twist on topics that are popular in other disciplines and uh, bring them over to user research. Like the one that I've seen a lot on Twitter lately is, you know, um, should you give designers or product managers exercises when you're interviewing them? Or should it be more about like, tell me about your experiences? Like, is it fair to give them a project? And is that a good practice? Um, you know, I've never heard anyone talk about that for user researchers. Like, should you have somebody like fake moderate a session so you can see how good they are, or is that not appropriate? Um, you know, and like, you know, so maybe we could also come up with questions that are kind of parallels or tangents off of kind of other questions in the zeitgeist, and just like twist them to user research or something.
0: So, if you're going to ask a question like that, that there's no right or wrong answer. Do you bring on two guests to to? <clears throat> offer opposing views or did the, the kind of three of us together naturally fall into some sort of
1: spectrum? (laughs) Yeah. Do we just become a debate show? (laughs) Uh, I don't know, Carrie, uh, as a, as maybe the tiebreaker here, Carrie, uh, what, uh, (laughs) what are your thoughts hearing on all this stuff? Do you, do you agree with like these different approaches or, or what stands out to you?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, um, I agree thinking that, you know, we should, we should try out some some new forms. We probably have to, you know, pick something and try it. Uh, I like the idea of having, you know, two guests on at once. I like the idea of following a specific, um, idea for a season. And I also really love the idea of, um, asking the same questions, uh, to the people at either on, in the intro or throughout the entire, um, episode, I think it would be really interesting to hear how people answer different questions.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, yeah, this is sort of naturally falling to, you know, anyone with us this far, please tell us what you want to see <laughs> us do. I would, I would love to hear that. That would be fantastic. Cause I don't know that we're going to, you know, in a sense, I guess this is a meeting that we're sharing with the world. Hopefully you're sort of enjoying, <laughs> it. but you know, the action item out of this, right. I don't know that we're um, going to, have a plan at the end of of this episode, but would love to to get some feedback from folks on what they're excited about.
1: Yeah, a related question for me is like, what is sustainable, or like, what is the right velocity? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's two components to that. Is one is like, what is sustainable for us, like from a production and overhead standpoint, but then also like, what is sustainable or appropriate for listeners? Like, do they want episodes all the time? Are there people who are literally listening to every episode that comes out, or people pick and choosing depending on the guest and the topic? Um, and people are picking choosing, and like, you know, when we have a guest on that gets listened to by a lot of their network and maybe not so many of the other people, like, is it okay then to maybe go a little faster? Um, I don't know if uh, no no guests have mentioned this to us, but we have a decent backlog of some recordings of people that, like, I love the conversations and I can't wait for them to release. And I, I know I get a little, like, anxious about, like, man, we've been sitting on this for a couple of weeks. And I don't know if the guests care at all or not, but, like, ideally, it'd be cool to have that go through the system faster. But at the same time, it's like, is that realistic or is it overkill from either side? Like it's either too much for us or people don't want that much of our content. I don't I don't know what's right.
0: Yeah, I do think that could be a good one to throw the in the experiment bucket as well. This bi-weekly frequency, which to your earlier point, we're just doing this. We've stuck to it every two weeks since we launched in November which is awesome. And now we have this backlog going on the one hand, that's great. On the other hand, should we be more ambitious and be speeding up? I think one way a marketer might choose to measure if weekly were warranted is to look at the ROI. How much time are we putting in and what are we getting out? If we double the frequency, are we more than doubling, you know, the plays, the fame, et cetera. (laughs) I think we would. My hunch is that the velocity, the frequency helps. Uh, That doesn't mean that our entire audience wants to listen to us every week. No part of me believes that. Um, But that you provide a lot more opportunities for discovery. And uh, it's easier to just kind of build a habit on a weekly versus biweekly cadence. That doesn't mean I think we should do it. We're three people that have a lot of other stuff going on as well. So, but I do think it would be an interesting experiment, if nothing else.
1: Yeah, uh, related, kind of. I do think it'd be cool to have like some recurring guests, like people we really we really love talking to. Like cycle them back through um, if they're up for it. I think there's something kind of cool with like familiarity that um, you know might be interesting for people to kind of like go a level deeper with some folks. Um, I don't know. That might be a bad idea. Thinking out loud.
0: No, I like that. Could be a fun a panel episode. Or I know we said initially don't want to go kind of topical newsy but if there's a a topic of the day or an issue of the day we want to jump into and just get some quick takes we could even do that asynchronously right yeah, yeah.
2: i think it would be cool to have a have kind of a panel episode or have a few people who feel really strongly um on a subject potentially on different sides of uh, i guess the aisle because typically, uh, if we have a subject that someone feels really strongly about, one of you will end up playing devil's advocate um, and try yeah. to think of, you know, the ways in which you can kind of challenge that. Yeah, um, without and, a doubt. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to have somebody else playing that role. <laughs>
1: um, a very specific uh, thing we could do better. Um, More sound effects?
0: Mm. No,
1: I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs>
0: I think we're going to make an appearance in this episode. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah lots of like that like, air horn, like the DJs use totally Uh,
0: we do have that amazing music from fragile gang that we could be probably taking more advantage of if we we wanted
1: to Uh, on, on a serious thing um i do think like uh doing this remote has obviously been great since you and i are not in the same location uh sort of by necessity but it's also i think let us talk to people you know well outside of our network that we wouldn't have access to otherwise so it's like hard to imagine any other way of doing it um but sometimes, like you mentioned before, like kind of the long monologuey type answers, it's kind of hard to butt in sometimes with the remote mm. calls. Whereas I think in person, they'd always naturally be more, like you know, snappy and back and forth. Um, so it would be fun at some point to try to do an in person one. If like we're at a conference or you know we happen to be in the same place with some some uh, users, it'd be fun to try one in person just see what it's like.
0: Absolutely, I think we can test that out at our offsite in Austin yeah. in April. Speaking on that note of getting more voices in an asynchronous fashion and getting feedback, we would love for folks to share audio feedback. Could be a cool thing. If you have the Anchor app, and I don't know how many people do that don't already have podcasts, but I do think people who already have podcasts are probably a not insignificant portion of our audience. If you have the Anchor app, you can leave us a note. Uh, It's real easy. And then we can choose to play that on an episode, which is pretty cool. So I think, you know, similar to the idea of adding sound effects, just adding like little bits, right, of interesting things could add a lot of texture to break up the really insightful meanderings that we're sharing. Um, So I would love to get folks to, to do that both for the purposes of a way to get feedback as well as to make the show itself a little more interesting and bring the voice of the listener into it. I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Q and a type episode would be really fun. Um,
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ask us anything.
1: Yeah. I I think uh, a thing that's kind of the same, a little different um, is we've had so many like, you know, experienced user research professionals on as guests. And I think that's the plan for the foreseeable future. Um, But we do this thing at user interviews where we have everybody on the team do research, right? So people who have never done it before facilitate a session or take notes or be involved in the script writing or whatever it may be. Um, I think it'd be cool to kind of do like little audio snippets from everybody on the team about like what that experience was like for them, like in kind of giving folks the like fresh eyes on user research kind of perspective of someone doing it for the first time, like what stood out to them or what was, you know, scariest for them or what were they, you know, what did they find the most fun? I think that could be kind of like a cool, unique perspective because we are talking to a lot of like you know seasoned practitioners, and so flipping it around and being like, "Hey, here's a bunch of people who have never done research before, and 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 their impressions of what it was like uh, could be you know could be useful in some way."
0: Oh, we could do user interviews by user interviews on the podcast. So what I'm saying is, obviously, there's some permissioning issues here, but so you get the permission probably upfront, and let's say. We could do this on behalf of uh, another brand or a topic, the hot dogs, right, Carrie? Like the, the hot dogs, brand of the hot dogs. Um, <laughs> we want to investigate a topic. We get some people to talk to us about it. We learn something. We can publish that, but we're publishing it as podcast snippets, right? So you've got this layer of kind of snippets from some interviews on pop culture topic X, layered in with insightful commentary. Coming from JH and myself, publish it into a report. Bada bing, bada boom. What do you think? Pretty cool podception.
1: I'm not um, sure how much <laughs> of that I followed, but it's not, you sounded very convinced. So I'm sure it's a good idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do not. Know. No. 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 No.
2: It'd be really cool to do that with like a brand. Like if we could follow along. Yeah. Study, research study. Like we did a diary study, and. We could actually follow along and like have participants record.
0: That's that's one thing the permission might be tough for a real study, yeah. but if we do a kind of silly one, right? Like yeah. yeah. All right. I'm gonna give this one some more thought.
1: Yeah, I'm cool. following. <laughs> um I mean, I think a lesson learned for me is um this has been super fun, so I, I guess I get why everyone is starting podcasts now. Uh, I was maybe more cynical before, of like, "Oh, cool, <laughs> someone's starting another podcast." Uh, then, having done it, even if you know, even if we were the only ones listening to it, uh, there's still something valuable to me to like say it out loud and clarify your thoughts in kind of a, you know, public way. Is, has been really satisfying and kind of like a fun intellectual challenge. So, um, I did want to acknowledge that. I, I guess I get the hype of, of why everyone does this.
0: Yeah, on the self-reflection side, I have been pleasantly surprised how much I don't hate the sound of my own voice anymore hearing it recorded, which has been nice. Uh I'm every time I think about it, I say it, but I am getting better at not saying um all the time. So working on that. So happy, happy about. But I think those are, to your point, J H, those are skills that kind of carry over in the rest of your life. We are a culture that talks to one another, whether in person or not. And, uh, perfecting your ability to speak is probably a good
1: thing to do. Carrie, I have a, I have a question for you as the, as the editor who's probably listened to our voices more than (laughs) anyone. Uh, I've, I've noticed for sure, uh, for instance, that Aaron says the word fantastic a lot. Do you have like Uh ticks that you know about both of us from having listened to so much, uh, recording?
2: Oh man. Yeah, probably. Um, I equalize your voices. So, like, you you unfortunately have very different voices, which means that, like, equalizing both of you on one track is pretty hard. Um, JH, you use, we talked about this, but you use um as, like, a part of speech where you, like, be like, um, and roll into whatever you're going to say. Um, and, yeah, Aaron does say fantastic a lot. <laughs> I, I, like probably could like do a whole catalog of
1: this.
0: I wonder if there's technology to do this for us, but I'm just glad my word is fantastic and not like shithole or something, which would be you know, my
1: guess. Yes. You're
0: very critical and sweary. Yeah. You're an optimistic <laughs> so,
1: repeater. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. So what else? We talked, we have a bunch of ideas. Clearly we've talked about some ideas of things we could do. We've talked about some things that have gone well and less well. Uh, and we've sort of introduced this idea of feedback. We want feedback. Carrie, we have an email people can write to. We do. It's
2: awkward at
0: userinterviews.com. If you email that word at so userinterviews.com.
2: Good. Excellent.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm still going to get the Awkward Silences Club website up and running at some point. That is... Oh, yes. Don't worry.
0: And what else? What are other good ways to get feedback? We're going to like reach out to these folks who said they would give us feedback and ask them to give us feedback. Is there specific feedback we want, guys? Like, just open-ended, what should we do in the future what would be most useful for us moving forward?
1: Uh, I mean, I think just positive feedback. Just tell us next nice
0: things. <laughs> just take your negative yeah. ideas and you know where to stick
1: them. Yeah, as much as uh, we've been saying, like, we're used to the sound of our own voice. This is so fun. We love it. Like, I'm still probably pretty fragile and insecure about it. So, no, um, yeah, no, I, I think any sort of feedback. I think we're open to whatever, right? Um, I guess a question for you, Aaron, as the marketer. Um, hmm. You know, we can we can kind of get a feel for, like, listens. It's not perfect, right, since... um. We don't know if they listen to the whole thing or 30 seconds, but we have some sense. Um, And we can try to get some of this uh, qualitative feedback from people by going out and soliciting it and doing other stuff. Um, But, you know, we can't really track like leads or, you know, the attribution on this, I assume is pretty messy. And like, how important is that? Like, is that something we need to, you know, feel really good about? Or is it okay that, you know, we like doing it. We're clarifying our thoughts on UX research, which is what we do as a business. So it's really important. And we're getting connected with experts in this community, and building relationships, and, and having really fun conversations. Like, is that enough, or do we need, you know, uh, some other signal of success?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, and Carrie, I'm sure we'll have some opinions here too. But as a marketing, a reluctant—I always like to add that—a reluctant marketing person fell into this um, line of work. Uh, as a marketing person, I think you would be remiss to not try to get as much as you can out of everything you do, but up to a point, right? The point where you're trying to squeeze out one more lead at the expense of the user experience to say nothing of the line of work that we're in, then you've taken it too far. So one of the things we want to do going into the future is how can we get more out of the podcast? How can we get some more lead generation? For instance, having our, I think we have slash podcast or slash awkward, or I don't even know set up. We obviously haven't done anything with it yet. But using that as a place for people to sign up for the podcast, clearly people can do that on iTunes or other places that don't require them to give us an email. Um, We want to do things like that so that we can kind of reach some of our core KPIs out of it. But with that being said, this is a top of the funnel effort. And I think you can rationalize it pretty easily a few ways. One is that it hasn't After the initial kind of learning curve of what the hell is GarageBand and everything else, incrementally, it's, you know, hour for hour takes less effort than some other ways of creating content. It's easier than writing a post from scratch, than getting a guest post from a contributor and going back and forth and back and forth. We can kind of sign up a contributor, pick a date and have the whole thing recorded in an hour, an hour of their time at one shot deal. Uh, plus some editing that Carrie's gotten really great at. She can tell me I'm full of shit and it takes her hours and hours. But I do think in terms of the time spent to create the content product, it's less than uh, what we can spend. And then we get a blog post out of it and we get the advantage of our really amazing guests sharing this content with their audiences. So we know at the top of the funnel, we're engaging a broader quality audience. And we can see, we see we're getting the traffic is coming and the inbound ephemeral sort of, Hey, listen to awkward silences. It's great. That stuff's happening. So I think we have a supportive team here at user interviews that those kinds of rationalizations work, but attribution attribution is so tough in marketing. I think any marketer would say the same and podcasts are certainly a great example of that. Yeah.
1: Cool. Uh, I'm going to do some some rapid-fire questions. Uh, who, would, If you could have one dream guest, who would it be?
0: Well, I, I have I have a few answers to that. oh, right, you can minute. have a few. So the first one, and I'm going to butch. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's like, what's your favorite book? It's like, oh, that's a really annoying question. Um,
1: <laughs> You're stranded on a desert island with a UX researcher. <laughs>
0: right. I, I do have a microphone and a Wi-Fi connection, so I can keep doing a podcast, so that's good news. Uh, I'm trying to think of, see, I'm terrible. You can edit this out, Carrie, right? Wink, wink. Yeah, the wink, um, wink. The, uh, the GV guy. Michael Mar- Margolis. Margolis. Mar- Mar- oh, yeah. yeah. That's where I get tripped up on the Margolis. I want to say Margolis, like Juliana Margolis. Margolis. I have no idea if that's how you say it, but okay. that's how well, I say it in so my head. <laughs> I think he's fantastic. And when I first started at user interviews and I sort of was like pretty UX aware, Uh and have done some of the things that ux people do on the marketing side i clearly needed to ramp up and get to learn some specifics better i think understanding big picture and frameworks is pretty important if you're going to write about things intelligently and so he was really great his content at teaching me a lot really quickly i think like he clearly Knows what he's talking about and is an expert, but unlike some folks who are kind of the academic experts who have been in the field for a long time, also super approachable and realistic about getting research done fast. So to me, he kind of threads the needle of... You know the, what can be two opposing extremes of kind of the academic perfect way, and then this really fast scrappy way that maybe doesn't actually get you great results all the time. So I think he's fantastic, and I would love to pick his brain. Deliberately, maybe haven't done that yet because I want to make sure <laughs> we we make good use of his time. And then on the other side, a dream guest would be like Terry Gross. You know, I think <laughs> this is an idea we didn't really talk mm-hmm. about, but. If part of the scope of what we're talking about is the art of interviewing people, you know, which is a big skill within user research, let's talk to the very best interviewers in the world, and so she would be one of them, but certainly not the only one.
1: Cool. Yeah. No, I like you? the I like the adjacencies. Um, I don't know the one who comes to mind for me lately, just because I think I see her on Twitter all the time, is uh, Erica Hall, and I think mm-hmm. why that comes to mind for me is. I find her comments sometimes very polarizing for me personally. Like there's some stuff she'll say or comment on or write about in an article. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like agree, agree, agree. Like so, so strongly. And then there's other stuff that she'll say. And I'm a little bit more like, I don't know. It feels like you're talking in absolutes. Like that's kind of a strong take. Is that really true? Um, and I think some of that just might be the, the Twitter format of short messages. Um, and, uh, so I'd just be super curious to dive into some of those things with her and like have a chance to actually expand on it. Um, Cause so I think there's, you know, a lot there. And I, th- I think, uh, having like the richness of a conversation to support some of those points of view, I think for me would be super helpful. And I just, I don't know, I just find myself always having a reaction to stuff she shares. Um, mostly positive. Sometimes I bristle and go the other way. Um, but I think that'd be really fun to dig into. And I think the podcast format would lend itself well to that.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Let's get her on. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie,
2: how about you? You stole mine. It was Michael Margolis or however you say his last name he's um yeah he's
0: right. really we're gonna cool. work on it we're
2: gonna work on our pitch we won't yeah, we'll do an we'll
1: audio pitch.
0: Let's get that <laughs> thanks for listening to awkward silences brought to you by user interviews
1: theme music by fragile gang
0: editing and sound production by carrie boyd